Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. All right, welcome. Another episode, Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I'm bringing you a solo episode on culture. We, my team, the other two doctors, Chris and Jesse and, and myself, we actually went to Atlanta last weekend for the Scheduling Institute's Culture Fest 2.0. They had their first one back in 2019. And, you know, it was just all about building a good team culture. And it was fun. We had a great time. And I'm going to share with you today um, a lot of the different things we learned during the Culture Fest, outside of it, just just a nice little synopsis of some of the guest speakers. They had some really incredible uh, speakers and Magic Johnson and some other ones with just a, a ton of great information. And so I'm going to give you uh, some of my breakdown and assessments of, of that. And I think some of the new realities of company or team culture and and what you can start to do to think about it and, and how you can improve it, even if it's uh, very good. And so I'm going to dive into that. You know, this was my uh, second event that I've gone to with the Scheduling Institute. And I'll give you my pros and cons of them. The first one was earlier in the year with Jay Geyer, and it was all about doubling your practice's value. And it was like a two-day financial uh, meeting, which was actually really good. You know, there was a lot of parts that, you know, they work vast, you know, most of their clients are dentists and then there's some chiropractors and dentists make some good money. They, they really are on a different, typically on a different profit and revenue track than we are. But I, I think being in a room full of that, when they're talking about you know, two and three and $7 million a year revenue businesses, it's good to hear that and understand it. And then maybe I can bridge the gap for you with that. But that first one I went last earlier in the year for the financial aspect of things was really good. Got a lot out of it, business finances, personal finances, which leads me to, you know, the, I think it's a topic that we've struggled with in our profession, especially the evidence-informed crowd is you know, really taking it head on with the financials of things, right? And understanding business finances and personal finances and, and frankly, thriving financially. And, and that's why Bobby Maybe and myself from the Chiropractic Success Academy, we're having the virtual summit, CSA Money Matters, a little play on words, right? Money matters and money does matter. So we're going to have that. It's going to be November 20th and 21st is a virtual summit. You can sign up for free and no strings attached you sign up for free watch it during the friday sorry the saturday sunday of it the 20th and 21st and you can sign up for that at bit.ly bit.ly slash csa money matters that's bit.ly slash csa money matters and sign up for free great lineup and we really tried to you know put together a course outline of like what would i like to know what have i learned over the last 15 years from finances that i didn't know going into this whole thing of business practice ownership and so uh, we brought in some really good presenters to fulfill that outline and one of our co-hosts with bobby and myself is dr holly tucker and she's uh, got a couple presentations. I actually just submitted them to me and looking great. 
um, really going to be able to tap with her tackle the profit first method for chiropractors. And she's going to be doing that on day one, but then also rounding out the summit on day two in the afternoon of really understanding your you know, cash flow, balance sheets, P&Ls, looking at these and, and understanding them to an extent, right? I'm not expecting you to be a CPA, but you need to understand your reports and, and how to do that. So I got those in. Uh, Strategic Coach actually just submitted theirs, which is awesome. I'm really excited about their uh, Freedom of Money presentation, a great 30-minute presentation. My Financial Planner, uh, the Bridge Group, submitted theirs on financial planning. And we've gotten other uh, presentations as well, just streaming in. Another one that I, I really wanted to make sure we had, and I was able to find uh, Greg Crabtree through Josh Satterley. He connected me with them. He was, I remember listening to Greg's episode on Josh's podcast on mar- profit margin. And I think that's something we don't understand. And I talk to a lot of chiropractors that struggle with profit margins. So we got a great lineup. We got about 16 to 18 presentations coming in. And we're going to really just try to give you the foundation of finances and making sure that you're learning that and at least start diving into it so you can have a sound financial business and life. Okay. And that's bit.ly slash CSA money matters. All right, let's dive into culture. Like I said, I brought my other two doctors with us and, you know, I felt like a big part of it was not only going to be attending this two day uh, conference, but also going to a, going to a different city together, uh, going out to dinner on Friday night over wine and dinner, having a good time, getting to know each other a little bit more outside of the office, especially with Jesse being new to the team. And it was great. That was probably the best part of it, to be honest with you. We had a great time traveling together, eating together, and all that. And so it was awesome. It was a big event. There was like 3,000 people in there. It was in the Georgia World Congress Convention Center, which is just massive. To give you an idea, we the walking GPS from our hotel said 20-minute walk. And I remember looking out the lobby of the hotel, and the entrance to the convention center was right across the street. So I'm like, how is this going to take... 20 minutes. It was two minutes to get into the place and another 18 to get to the other side of it to get where we needed to. So it was gigantic and there was a lot of people in there and, you know, Scheduling Institute did a great job. They had themes, you know, like day one was dress up, your whole team dress up as for like that kind of represents where you're from, right? We didn't do that. Sometimes you have to know your team culture. The three of us are like, well, I don't think we're going to dress up. So we, we just dress normal. But day one was that. Day two was uh, Disney because they had they had one of the higher level folks from Disney there talking about company culture and team culture. And that's something I'm going to get to as well. That was one of the, the frustrating parts of missing that. And I'll go into that a little bit later. So yeah, they had just a lot of things. And then pre, they did, a, they did about seven months of kind of warming you up for this event and you could submit uh, team video stories about going through the pandemic and the top 10 finalists got $10,000 each. And then the winner of the 10 videos, actually Mercedes G-Wagon. So there's, we're talking, we're going to get into the money of all this too. It's pretty incredible. The giveaways, the costs of things and all that, but they would show these videos throughout the two days. And then they had a, a drawing for a winner, but just a lot of good energy, you know, overall, just a lot of good energy. A lot of people brought their entire teams. Some people just brought the doctors. I remember they had really recommended us to bring the, the team leaders. And so that's kind of in our practice, you know, dental offices, again, I would say 
93% of the people in there were at from dental offices and maybe 7% from chiropractic offices. There's definitely some other chiropractors there. I got to chat with, which was great, but mostly dental. And some of these teams are bigger, you know, like 10 people, 15, 20. Some of them have, some of them brought seven people and I'm sure they're all some sort of team leaders, right? Like the hygienist leader, the office manager, the doctor, the other dentists and all that. So for us, we brought the, the, the three of us doctors and we're trying to really spearhead the culture in our office. And so it was uh, a great event. Really enjoyed it. We had a mix of Jay Geyer speaking. We had Magic Johnson. We had Kendra Hall who really dove into story, which I'm going to talk about in a second. We had, we had a substitute. We were supposed to have Daniel Coyle, which was the talent code. Uh, which I was actually looking forward to, but for whatever reason, he couldn't make it last minute. And they replaced him uh, with a guy that actually was really cool. He was kind of like a mix of Dane Hall and Ben, who's the actor, one of the actors, great. And so his name was Ryan Estes, and he talked about a lot of good stuff. And so what I want to do is go through a few things that I took from it, right? And so the first one, what Jay Geyer was talking a lot about is we're dealing with this great resignation, they're calling it where it's we're just having a really hard time with staffing and i know i've talked to a lot of chiropractors about it and it's tricky and i and i get it and so he talked a lot about that part of it and also the trust component and he went through this the principles of credibility and i, I honestly forget who he had referenced who wrote this in their book so i you know forgive me for that but this is not my concept, and this is not Jay's, he, he did reference it properly and I just didn't write it down and, and I don't remember it. But there's a couple things stood out to me. There's the principles of credibility. It starts with self-trust, right? You have to trust yourself if you're going to open up a practice, if you're going to have team members. And I think that self-trust right now is being eroded because of what we're hearing and what we're experiencing in hiring. And so we're not, we're kind of not trusting ourselves to hire. And I remember going through this, I always joke around that I used to be just horrendous at hiring. Every time I try to hire front desk or a CA, the first one I would bring on would either not show up at all, like ghost us, or show up for a, a, a day or a week and be terrible. <laughs> just I was doing a bad job. And so then I would hire the second person instead of the first, like I, and I would just call back the person that I had already called and said they didn't get the job and say, Oh, something happened, blah, blah, blah. Would you come in? And those second people ended up being great. Every time I hired the second person, they were with me for a while and they were awesome. So I was like, I suck at this. Like I'm picking the wrong person every time. And so my trust in hiring had eroded until I would say a couple of years ago when my wife, she used to be the visual director at Saks Fifth Avenue doing all like the windows and all the nice decor of that. And it was, uh, you know, a, a pretty impactful job at that, at her locations. And she was also in charge of hiring and they had a great system. So she did my hiring for a bit and, and is kind of taking that over. And then from the chiropractic side of things, my hiring, I would say, as my talent acquisition has gone up, I'm finding great chiropractors to, to come work here. And so I've started to improve my self-trust around that. And so if you have a concern with hiring or onboarding or team development, all that, it could be self-trust, right? And then it goes through layers. I'm not going <clears> to <throat> dissect each one, but then the next layer is relationship trust, right? That's That could be the patient and, and doctor. That can be the doctor and the team. It could be your personal life, whatever. There's relationship trust. 
Then there's organizational trust. And I'll go back to that. Then there's market trust. Like does the market trust you? And again, we'll touch on those. And then lastly is societal trust. And I I wanted to spend a few minutes on here. And this is where you could take this whole principles of credibility and think about it, think about it as a chiropractic profession and your office, right? To have a great thriving practice, you have to overcome this societal trust issue that our profession has, which is why it's so challenging. And so if you were a brain surgeon, you have this highest super level of societal trust. Like it's amazing, right? You're a brain surgeon. When people hear that you're a chiropractor, we are battling this uphill climb of poor, frankly, terrible societal trust. And I know it frustrates us, but the reality of it is I know a ton of chiropractors that have amazing followings, amazing patients, amazing practices. And I think what they've done to overcome this societal trust is they've had a ton of self-trust from the beginning, like that's the table stakes. And so whether they had it naturally or they've worked on it and developed it, that's what they've done. Like I would say for me, I did not have a lot of natural, God-given self-trust. But over the years, I've done everything I can to improve that to where at this point now at 41, and 16 years into practicing, I feel like I've got a pretty high level of self-trust. And then that, once I've had the self-trust, that's allowed for relationship trust, like relationships with patients or referring partners or my team, right? And then now that we've developed this relationship trust, like right now in our practice, we have great culture, great team members. It's just a fun place to be. And we're really firing on all cylinders. And I would say it's because I finally, a few years ago, had improved my self-trust enough to where the relationship trust is there within our team. And so then the whole organization of, say, HealthFit has a good level of trust. And that, with our elegant and ethical content marketing strategy in the community, has developed a a pretty solid market trust. That's the fourth one, remember. And so we've been able to overcome that problem in societal trust, right? And so I want you to just kind of think on that one a little bit. It's a little, like I'm, I'm kind of sidebarring here with our practice in general, but then you apply this same thing to the culture in your practice. Like, do you trust yourself in hiring, right? Are you communicating effectively with your team? Do they trust you? Do you say things and not follow through with it? Are you nickel and diming them on pay? Are you not giving them vacation? Like things have changed. This is not 2011 or whatever, or 1999 where you can pay a low wage and expect quality work. These people are leaving. They're they're able to get $15 an hour with a $1,000 signing bonus with health insurance and two weeks vacation and all this and have kind of a mind-numbing job somewhere where it doesn't take a lot of thought. Being at the front desk or being a CA takes a lot of engagement. You have to be on. You have to be on task. Like it's, it's not an easy job. And so things have changed. And so is there that relationship trust there? And then the sad thing is if you have five team members 
and four of them you have this relationship trust with or all four do and then there's one that's the toxic member of the team then that erodes the organizational trust and so now you don't have the organizational trust right and if you don't have that and you've got unhappy team members then patients come in they sense that they're not getting a great patient experience and what happens when they don't get a great patient experience they don't tell other people about it or they tell negative things about it. And now you're eroding that market trust in your community. And it's the silent killer of your practice. You know, I had Joey Coleman on a few weeks ago and the stuff that he said was just on point and you need your patients to be the advocates for it. And if you don't have these five, well, let's call it the four principles of credibility because the societal trust is going to take a lot to get people to trust chiropractors in mass. But if you have those first four really hard, you can really distinguish yourself in a community and overcome that societal trust issue. But if the patient experience sucks, then you're not going to have that. If the culture and your team members suck, you're not going to have the great patient experience. And so you're not going to, it just feeds itself. So it's kind of like the Joey Coleman stuff that, that we, we had on the podcast. And then Dr. Andy Van Hoek and I are actually diving really deep into it, into the eight phases and developing kind of a, a workflow for CSA and MCM and, and also an audit and doing all that. So we want to get that down. And then we want to get get this principles of credibility down to where we can really have great team culture and hire and, and retain talent. Then that's when things are going to really thrive for you. And there's another second principle or or concept, I should say, that Jay Geyer had talked about, and that's the economics of trust. And as the de- as the trust decreases, you end up with decreased speed and de- and increased cost. Right. So we talk about speed; it could be speed of anything, but efficiency. We'll just kind of call it. You really need your team to be efficient, and that increases that decreases the cost of things. So a lot of people don't want to hire the talent they don't want to pay for it and so they erode this trust in the whole system and it increased it ended up increasing the cost right turnover is the most expensive thing you can have in team issues right so you know start thinking about it if i'm paying low and i'm not training appropriately and i have bad culture what's that costing you and so there is an economics of trust and so we we dove into that and i really thought that was Uh, a very good topic. So I want you to just think about that. Again, the principles of credibility start with self-trust, then relationship trust, organizational trust, market trust, and then societal trust. And if we could somehow figure out the first four en masse in our profession, plus a lot of other things, (laughs) maybe we can improve the societal trust. I do know the societal trust is improving. It's not where it needs to be, but it is improving. So let's keep at it. All right, docs, here is a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of Propel. She is our SEO specialist in helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do uh, the SEO right and a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop just for chiropractors, and you can sign up for that at bit.ly, B-I-T slash propel M-C-M. That is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y, propel M-C-M. 
modern chiropractic marketing, right? And so check out that link. And we're going to have you go over five SEO secrets to owning the first page of Google uh, without buying ads. And Darcy's going to give that free workshop one hour to really help grow your practice and start churning new patients from the ever mighty Google, which is still king in the online marketing. So check that out at bit.ly slash propel MCM for the one hour free workshop. All right. So that was Jay Geyer. And then we kind of rolled in Kendra Hall, who talks all about story. And I really found her information great. She was a great presenter. And I know we've talked a lot about Donald Miller and he seems to become the, he's become the godfather of, of story, but he's not really the original, you know, you got the Seth Godin's of the world. I even heard all about story back in 2015 with the content marketing Institute and Robert Rose. I think Robert Rose is great at that. Got has great stories books on it and such. And then Kendra just, I thought, did a great job of breaking down how to find the story, crafting the story and telling the story. I'm not going to dive a ton into it because I'm actually working on flushing this out even more to present it to you. So I will get you the information and, and you can look her up. She's got a book. It's great from what I talked to a few other that know the attendees there and they just really liked it. So check that out. But I'm really working on this story part. I'm really working on the Joey Coleman, the patient experience part. You know, I've always talked a ton about marketing during the entire patient life cycle. And we've talked about report of findings and communication and all that. But there's this whole can of worms that's opening up in my mind, in my world as I've interviewed people. And I think that's part of the luxury and benefit of having this podcast is I kind of have an opportunity, I would say, that's unique to try to collect and, and catalog resources and put it in a, a manner that I can get it to you that you can implement into your practice. And that's where I'm, I'm just kind of heads down on a few things. And, and her story stuff is that. Joey Coleman's stuff is definitely that. This culture and hiring is, is a big part of that and really improving the, the patient experience. So we're we got, we're working on a few projects for you, heads down. I'll be releasing it, whether it's podcasts or blogs or lessons in CSA as we go along. But we're always trying to bring you the cutting edge stuff. And so she was great. And I, I highly recommend looking into her information. And then I mentioned Ryan Estes. I thought he had a great story on his experience with the Ritz-Carlton and how they just made him you know, feel like they were number one. And he talked about codifying this in your business. And so he talked about a warm and sincere greeting, anticipation, right? And then a, then a fond farewell. And how can you codify this? And he had a cool little saying where it's, you want your employees to be, you know, radar on and antenna up and just look out for the unexpected things for your patients and, and empower your employees to let you know about it, right? Like if, you know, Sally's got the big race coming up this weekend. Uh, we have a patient that's running an ultra. We have a patient that's going to have surgery. Like there's all these things that our patients go through that we need to notate and reach out to them, like send them a card to wish them well if they're having surgery. Like if you sent them out to someone, congratulate them when they succeed, however you decide to do that. Just really look out for those just personal touches and have your team looking out for them and empower them to make decisions to provide a great level of patient experience can really go a long way. And even to the point where like we've talked about in our practice where, you know, if we've got a new patient coming in, 
you know that at 3 p.m. there's a new patient coming in. If someone walks in that you haven't noticed before, it's probably a new patient. It's like, oh, hi, are you John? Welcome. You know, like really be, you know, antenna up. When a patient comes in that's a, a regular patient that comes in often, call them by their first name, like greet them with a smile. We talked a lot about that, but he just, he talked a lot of that, that overall patient experience and, and just customer experience and how if you don't have a great team culture, you're not going to have that, right? If your front desk person is disgruntled, do you think she's going to care to have radar on and antenna up? And I just think too many of us fall victim to just dealing poor culture and it's seeping into your overall business and patient experience. And I always reference the question, I do believe it's it's from the book, Good to Great. I, I do believe that it, it's from there. But it's, you know, knowing what you know now, would you hire that person again? And if the answer is no, then that means you got to get rid of them. All right. And you're doing them a disservice by dragging it on. And so you got to ask those questions sometimes, like knowing what you know now, would you hire this person? And if it's a yes, perfect, move on. If it's a no, you got to start working on finding someone else. All right, we got a new special from Cairo, specific for modern chiropractic marketing listeners. You are going to get 15% off your monthly subscription for your first year with ChiroUp. And with ChiroUp, you're gonna have access to condition-specific patient reports with online and mobile access, best practices protocols for over 100 conditions with video tutorials, clinic dashboard with key practice stats and outcomes, and auto-generated MD initial and release summaries, plus much more. And uh, I think it's a great supplement to your overall content marketing strategy. And all you need to do is go check out them at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Cairo up M-C-M, and you can get 15% off for a full year. And if you do that and you email me, Kevin at modern I will uh, throw in a 30 minute consult call with you uh, to go over how you can utilize some of this to supplement your content marketing to help grow your practice. So check that out at bit.ly, bit.ly slash Cairo up MCM as in modern chiropractic marketing. Check that out for 15% off your yearly subscription. Oh, I got it. Ryan Estes was a combination of Dane Cook and Paul Rudd. <laughs> it was great. He was a very good speaker. They had great speakers, really. None of them, I would say, fell flat. They were just awesome, which is probably why they were invited to speak in front of 3,000 people. Uh, speaking of great speakers, we had Magic Johnson, you know, and I think one of the biggest things I took away from him, I, if you don't know his story, it's just incredible. Obviously, we know him as an athlete, but now he's like a billionaire. And it's not because of the money he made as a basketball player. Obviously, that helped get him started, but he's made so many great business decisions. And his just lead by example and culture building is incredible. But one of the things that I got from his presentation, it was like, you know, if you were the head coach of a sports team, would you run your team like you run your practice, right? Like if you, you envision what it takes to be a coach of a team, it's a lot of attention to detail. It's coaching, it's practicing, it's training. It's like all these things, right? Why aren't we doing that in our practice? And one of the things I realized about my office during that was we have a great culture. We have a ton of meetings. We were really good on our meetings. We have good expectations and all that but we don't do any trainings, right? I don't sit down with the doctors and do report of finding trainings. We do have some clinical trainings we do. We don't go over front desk answering or greeting. Like, so training is gonna be part of what we add to our 
our team for sure. And I'm going to start trying to run this practice like a sports team. I know it's not as on, you know, I'm not going to be, we're not going to be on ESPN or anything like that, but why aren't we running our practice like a, a team and really working through trainings and expectations and working with communication and as a team and all that. And that was what I got from the Magic Johnson presentation, which was great. And so, you know, then the last speaker on Friday was good. We talked a lot about anxiety and, you know, I have a very, very good team right now and there's not, there's no drama, but we've had drama in the past with particular team members. And this particular speaker, Adrian Gostick, who's the uh, author of Organizational Culture. And so he talked a lot about anxiety at work and do you, if you have team members that are stressed out and there's personal things and all that and, and having communication around that, I'm not going to dive too much into it now, but you can look into Adrian Gostick's work. I think it was a timely conversation given COVID and all the things out there. And so you do have to address that. Like if there's, if you're trying to build team culture and then someone is just having um, a lot of anxiety around uh, their personal life or professional life, it's something that needs to be communicated on and addressed. And I know it's hard but I think we're in a unique position, right? Because a lot of people would say, oh, well, that's not my job to, to handle anxiety of my team members and stuff. But I think as a chiropractor or as a doctor in general, think about how often you deal with anxiety in your patients. So you actually probably are better trained in this than you give yourself credit for, right? Like, I mean, shit, we deal with it all the time with our patients. They come in with high levels of anxiety and if you're a great clinician, calming that anxiety is a skill set that you cultivate over time. And so why not for your team, right? Why not be a sounding board? Why not help in that? Obviously, there's going to be certain boundaries and certain topics that are going to be different. But within reason, why are you not someone that can help out? Uh, with that level of anxiety. So I thought that was, and that led us into day two where yeah, a little frustrating, big room of 3000. It was great. A lot of people wanted to hear the guy from Disney speak. So that was Doug Lip from, he worked a lot with Disney. And at that point, before his presentation, we didn't even know it was going to be his presentation. If you were not a coaching client of Scheduling Institute, they have a whole coaching program. They moved us into a different room and we heard Jay Geyer speak to us more, and and it was good, good information, but it definitely was information capped with some sales on the coaching program, and I, you know, we just weren't interested in the coaching program, as many know, part of Strategic Coach, so I'm kind of fully involved with that, and so we walked back to the other room towards the tail end of Jay's, and then we caught the very tail end of Disney, and so, you know, a vast majority of people missed that presentation, which I was a little bit frustrated with, and so I thought that was something that could have been done a little bit better, and then we did hear this gentleman, Nito Quibin, Q-U-B-E-I-N, and he is the university president at uh, High Point University, and he's just, I didn't take any notes because he's just insanely dynamic, and I was just like enthralled with the conversation and just talked a lot about his coming from nothing and, and doing what he's done and just changing the culture of a practice, or sorry, of a university, and it it's grown exponentially, and it was cool to just hear him talk about transforming the university when no one thought he could do it. And it's just made me think about so many chiropractors I talk to that don't think they can really 
break through that glass ceiling of, you know, 50 office visits in a week and not being able to hire a front desk and not being able to pay themselves what they want. And I just think, I, I wish you could have attended that presentation, but I think you got to stop thinking that way. And I'll even kind of wrap this up with a couple stories. One was, you know, with the with Chris and Jesse, we were talking about some of our new goals now, revenue goals and things like that with Jesse on board and the increased community outreach we're doing. And I had set a number and they kind of looked at me. He's like, well, why don't we do this one? I, we talked about it last night. Um, they stayed together and I stayed in a different room, but they were chatting about it and they, they came with a higher number. And I was just like, you know what, why am I limiting ourselves on that? And so I'm just, and then it was just kind of funny. We, this past week, I'm recording this on a Saturday. So it was, we just went through our first week since we got back from there and we hit a revenue number this week that was the highest in a very long time. And if we hit this number, if we were to hit it, you know, every week or, or even less than that a little bit, that would be the number we talked about, which was ironic. And so we gave, we, we talked about a monthly number and then we hit the weekly number that would actually, it would take to hit the full month if we did it each week. And so it was pretty cool to actually see it happen. And so we just kind of, I want you to start thinking that this glass ceiling that you put on yourselves from a revenue standpoint, office business standpoint, new patients, whatever, it's really self-limiting. And I want you to go back to that principles of credibility that we talked about. And you need to have self-trust first to get there. And I do believe you will get there. Okay. I want to wrap this up. You know, I'm not sure if you guys have been traveling. I've done a few now. I've been five this year, three in the last four weeks, which was a lot. I went to Dallas, then Charlotte and Atlanta. Traveling's not easy. Things are still messed up. Things are not back to normal. There's a lot of just crappy service. It was just ironic to go to a, a culture fest thing and be at the Embassy Suites. And they had one buffet for the breakfast buffet. If you know Embassy Suites, they, they give you free breakfast. And they had one buffet where they served you the food in a plastic container and gave it to you, which if you've ever been to Embassy Suites, you know it's not usually like that. I was in Embassy Suites in Charlotte as well. They had two buffets. You served yourself. You could serve yourself on each line, but they were doing it different here. And this was the preferred hotel for the event. And there was everybody at 7.30 a.m. was lining up for breakfast. So we had to wait 45 minutes. Then we get to the conference and they didn't do any types of like free coffee and beverages and all that type of stuff. You had to pay for it. And they had two coffee play things for 3,000 people. So then we waited another 40 minutes for a cup of coffee because uh, the coffee was out at the embassy suites. I mean, it just was a, uh, just businesses, even at the highest level, are atrocious right now. And it was just interesting to see that dichotomy of at a culture event where we're trying to improve our team culture and all that and offer a great patient experience and then seeing just horrific customer service through the airlines, through the hotels, through the convention centers and all that. Scheduling Institute was fine. There was all the restaurants that were in the convention center were shut down and they didn't realize it was going to be like that. So they had to do this kind of makeshift lunch thing, which wasn't great, but it kind of is what it is. Again, it's just part of this pandemic, so it's difficult, but it was just crazy to see all the organizational trust eroded through all these big companies. But then the sweets, the sweetest moment I think for us was interesting. We, we gave up on the, we did the embassy suites breakfast on Friday morning and we said, we're not doing it again on Saturday morning. So we found this little breakfast place that I was about a 10 minute walk and we walk in there and it was 7am on a Saturday and you couldn't have had the you couldn't have had nicer people. I don't know who owns it. It's the breakfast club of Atlanta or the Atlanta breakfast club. And 
the guy greeting us, the cooks were smiling. Our waitress was the nicest person I met in, in, a, in weeks. I mean, everybody was just happy, served great food, amazing customer service, just a, an amazing team culture. And it was so cool to see that at a breakfast place on a Saturday morning at 7 a.m. And it was just a great way of realizing that stop making excuses. Everybody is making this COVID excuse for everything, right? Like I remember taking uh, my American Airlines flight and you can drink in first class, but you can't drink and coach because of COVID. Isn't that some bullshit, right? So everybody's got these lame excuses. Some of them are real, like staffing is a real problem. So I get it in certain areas, but I want you to stop making it an excuse and it shouldn't be an excuse anymore for hiring. You got to take the necessary steps. You might have to pay a couple dollars more an hour. You may have to go from part-time to full-time. You may have to take your time in hiring. It's not as easy, but there's no excuse for it anymore. And that breakfast place really showed that to me. And so I just wanted to leave that story with you there. And I just want you to start thinking about team culture and some of the things you're lacking. Feel free to post in the Facebook group if um, you had any thoughts or ideas or question on this. I mean, I probably could have done an hour and a half, but I wanted to be piffy. And here is, those are my thoughts on culture. And we're going to really double down on it in our practice. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Before you leave, make sure you check out our website. We've got blogs and podcasts and all kinds of great info at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. We also have a closed Facebook group of the same name where a lot of like-minded chiropractors are workshopping ideas and making sure that we have this continual advancement of marketing, business, mindset, and just growth of your practice. So check us out, modernchiropracticmarketing.com and the Facebook group of the same name.